the queen of resilience, sits down with each incredible author featured in this highly anticipated anthology. In this captivating series, we delve into the depths of each author's chapter, exploring the hows and whys behind their desire to share their experiences with multiple sclerosis. Prepare to be inspired as these courageous souls recount their triumphs, their challenges and the resilience that fuels their spirits. Welcome back, listeners, to Whispers of Resilience, our MS stories. Today, I've got with me Amanda. How are you? I'm really well, Justine. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for joining me this morning. Uh, Let's get into it. Why did you want to contribute into this book? Well, thank you so much um, for, for sharing my story in this body of work. I think it's a wonderful opportunity um, to help um, inspire and empower other people living with autoimmune disease and, and obviously at multiple sclerosis as well um, to feel more informed and educated um, because I really believe that what we believe is what matters and, and hearing other positive stories and also the trials and tribulations that other people have gone through can really be very healing. Um, so, of course, I wanted to be a part of the project. That's fantastic. And we loved having you part of the project as well. It's so exciting that the book has launched um, obviously, this is September that it's being played in, but uh, Amanda and I are actually talking around about eight weeks before launch date. Now, you haven't read anyone else's chapters. Are you excited to read what everyone else is, has written? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm, the editor, Karen, and myself are the only ones that have read uh, the book so far and it just blows me away um, on how raw and authentic and open and honest everyone was in sharing their stories and I don't believe that there's another book out there like this so we're making history. Yeah, wonderful. I think it's going to be wonderful to to read everybody's stories and, and the underlying patterns and common denominators Um because there usually is a theme. As a kinesiologist, I see in my private practice um, many people with MS and, and that's the most interesting part of hearing their stories is um, understanding the patterns and common denominators across the board of what causes stress, what has worked, mm-hmm. what has not worked, um, patterns in childhood. Oh, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And um, we've got a broad range of people in the book that were diagnosed as young as 13 and some that weren't diagnosed until, you know, they were in their 60s. So, yeah, three men, the rest are, the rest of us are all female um, in it, which is very similar to the patterns on out in society on how many men against women are, are affected with this disease. So, Amanda... Um, Let's talk about your chapter uh, in there. Was there something that you wished that you could have said? So when you put your chapter in, we had a 3,000-word limit. Yes. And Amanda entered yours, and how many words did you first put in? Oh, it's so hard. Well, I was lucky where I've written so much of my story over the last five years writing my own book and um, having to have that ready for um, the publishers that I'm pitching to. and. 
So, but I wanted to create a unique chapter for you because that was important as well. And um, also being the practitioner and the patient, I had much to say about my personal journey, but also the lessons I had learned with all the study and research, um, you know, helping other people with multiple sclerosis as well um, at my private practice, yeah. like too. So, yeah, it was really hard to, um, to, yeah, to squeeze it all into those limited words, but we got there. We did. We did. You kept sending them to me and I'm like, no, you've got to take another 500 out or take another 1,000 out. Um, but we did get it down there. Your chapter is still um, a little bit longer than the majority that are in there, but it's definitely well worth uh, the read. Um, so because of all the edits and reducing it down to under half to what you originally had, um, is there something that you thought have have thought since oh I really wish that I'd been able to say that no I really do think I've captured the best of the best in the chapter that I've shared in your book um in in, and I you know my main message is you know that um you know when we're stressed we we become um we lose connection within ourselves that inner anchor and I call you know, I, I like the concept of bending like bamboo uh, and my programs and my business is called Bend Like Bamboo because it's about finding that inner anchor within ourselves after we've probably been disconnected, stressed, checked out, overthinking the past, overanalyzing the future, learning to live outside of our body um, from a lot of the things that we've been through um, in our lives, um, including stress, including diagnosis and all the things that entail a journey. Oh, so, yeah, and yeah. so I, my main message is, you know, then so if we have learned to live so outside of ourselves but all the answers really lie within, not only um, to feel happier and healthier but to be on a journey of healing, then all of my work has been about, well, how do we do that? Uh, and so I believe that flexibility impacts everything that matters, our body's ability to repair how happy and resilient we can be and how connected we can feel coming out of that stress response so that we can fight growth and repair pathways instead. So in the chapter I share my story of, you know, prior and how I, you know, when I was young and then my diagnosis, my journey to where it all spiralled down into a, a left-hand body paralysis where I completely mm. lost my walk, wash and be to myself and that experience and I was in my early 20s in the prime time of my life working really hard, pushing and trying too hard and leading to so much stress. So now at age 43, you know, I've just become a new version of myself where, you know, it's good to, to push ourselves and, and, to, and to want, you know, all these things, but you can come at it with a very different energy and finding that inner anchor within um, can really stabilise the nervous system in my experience and also helping clients at my private practice. It's amazing what can happen, you know, when we can do that. Mm. So you would have seen some amazing changes. Yeah, yeah, incredible changes, um, lots of healings and, and a lot of um, disease progression as well. So a lot of my research has been on, okay, so what happens when, we look after ourselves and we eat really great food and we exercise and, you know, but we, we get really sick or, you know, why does that happen? But also 
what happens when, um, you know, we have these miraculous recoveries. Like I recovered when I really wasn't supposed to. I was, you know, it was predicted that I would never walk again um, and I was very, very sick at age 29, living in rehabilitation for many weeks, just learning how to pick things up and, and how to walk. And um, so, yeah, why does that happen? Sometimes we do experience recovery and um, after everything I've mm. learned, um, it you know mindset is is paramount and how what we're thinking and how we're feeling and what we're believing within ourselves and uh, really dictates that biochemistry that fires stress response or growth and repair whilst nutrition is really important yep. movement is really important finding a deep connection within ourselves and also within our relationships is also really important yeah so very very true there um now we met Oh, how long ago? About eight years ago? Oh, for Seven sure. Years ago? MS Limited, I think. It's, no, it's MS Plus now. It has changed names oh, many no, times. Oh, no, names. <laughs> <laughs> now I've just stepped down as an MS ambassador. I'm no longer an ambassador. So um, I believe that you still are, Amanda. Oh, I have been for a very long time. And I do um, what I can as a volunteer, like at least once a year I, I make sure I'm doing something. But there's been a lot of changes just in the last month at, at MS Plus and, um, yeah, I, I imagine with your schedule as well you'd find it very, you're, you're very busy travelling a lot, juggling multiple businesses. Mm, I am. <laughs> Going to America next year to do some speaking gigs, so that's exciting. Oh, very uh, through exciting. there and I've got a, yeah, speaking gig in um island in november and uh yeah and this book and the promotion of of this book and trying to share it with that wider audience so if you're out there listening people and you want a copy of this book you can pick it up on resiliencemindset.com.au or 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 all online major um platforms like amazon barnes and noble you'll be able to purchase whispers of resilience our ms stories so <clears throat> Excuse me, bit of a froggy throat morning here in cold Victoria. Um, Amanda, what? Can I ask what was you? That? What inspired you to collate a book like this? Uh, so, I had wrote an article for Mamma Mia, which is a website here in Australia, um, pendant uh, article on Selma Blair. Uh, Christina Applegate and myself um, all having MS but our pathways are all so different and then it struck me that most people know what MS know of MS but don't know exactly what MS does uh, to the individual and how we all have that common thread but we're all so different um, as well in our journeys and I've co-authored quite a few anthology books and I've got a publishing business and I thought, well, this needs to be done on a bigger scale. We need to do an anthology book on this and um, because we were, I was dealing with disabled people, I couldn't just say, here's um, your task of 3,000 words, go off and write them. So I offered a writing um, group, as you know, Amanda, and we did six weeks of writing coming in um, two, three, four times a week and people asked questions. We built a community and we started all talking and they wrote their chapters. 
Um, so I'm bloody br- proud of this project and I do believe that it's going to be used for newly diagnosed people um, from the MS nurses and, um, you know, to to have a reference material of everyone's stories and all being so different and everyone that's contributed into the book has achieved so much since even having MS um, will show a different light on what it's like to have these these disabilities yet still move forward in life. So uh, that's the, the... that's the story behind the book and to see it come to realisation has just been amazing and I'm so proud of every single author that is in the book because I know that a lot of them got outside of their comfort zones and because they have been so raw and open in their chapters, you know, they're disclosing some very personal information about themselves mm-hmm. and that's hard to do. That's hard to do and they're doing that to raise awareness on what it's like living with an invisible disease that has no cure at this stage. And this book as well will be a history item because one day the population won't know what MS is or it will be a very distant memory. And so this is history going down on what it was like to live with MS. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to document everybody's journey on no matter what adversity it is in terms of any illness, like something that limits Mm. us in our minds and in our bodies, you know, causes um, a spiritual journey to occur where, you know, this is how we can awaken and experiences like this. So that's also what you've documented, all the lessons. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and for some of the authors it's been very cathartic for them. It's it's helped them heal. It's helped them realise on how far they've come since being diagnosed and what they have personally achieved um, since being diagnosed. So that's yeah. been good. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I've nearly interviewed everyone. So that's been that's been great. I mean, it's been a massive effort doing twenty five interviews over two weeks. Uh, So we're nearly at the end and by the time everyone's listening to this, they'll either have a book in their hand or they'll be ordering uh, a book as well. And it makes a good gift for, you know, even people that are carers of someone with MS, they'll get a lot out of this um, to hear all the different stories or if your parent or a family member or a friend has it as well, um, to read through and the knowledge that you'll gain um, from there. So I wish there was something like this out when um, I was first diagnosed. It, it would have made um, a difference. Yeah, and maybe even the readathon, oh. like if the kids get to experience these stories as well, that would be wonderful too. And that's a common theme through a lot of the chapters actually, Amanda, is the MS readathon. And that because of the age of a lot of us, we did that um, through primary school. I know in the late 70s, early 80s, I did the MS Readathon and um, I cheated. I'm going to say it out to the world. It's in my chapter. Um, I cheated and I put down far more books than what I ever read because my mum had MS um, around that time and I figured if I raised lots and lots and lots and lots more money for her, 
by by cheating by writing down all the extra books I didn't read, then maybe we could find a cure. Um, but you know that's forty years ago, and we're we're still uh, looking for that cure. And twenty five percent of the funds that are raised from the selling of this book will go back to MS Research directly back there, and I'm proud of that. Um, that we're all doing our bit uh, in trying to find a cure. I did hear the other day that they reckon that they're within 10 years of finding a cure for us. So um, for those of us that have had it for a long time, um, whether they can repair the damage on our myelin sheath, which another trial is, is doing at the moment, would be fantastic. But to know that future generations won't have this disease is um something that I'm I'm in um passionate about in, in trying to find that cure. So yes. and you know to get people off disease modifying therapies and and that they never have to worry about everything that we do on a daily basis. So Amanda, what would you say to- Yeah, sorry. They're hard to deal with, yeah. Yeah, they are very hard. And although, you know, we're all compassionate towards each other, all our symptoms, what each individual goes through is entirely different depending on where the scarring happens on that myelin sheath um, mm-hmm. in your central nervous system. What's one piece of advice, Amanda, that you would give to someone newly diagnosed? Don't panic. <laughs> um mm-hmm consider taking a very balanced approach where uh, empower yourself with surrounding yourself with a team of doctors that understand you that allow you to ask questions that allow you to research and come to them with as you learn and um, educate yourself about the brain and central nervous system and the available um, wonderful amazing drugs that we do have but also with an Eastern team that can help you to understand your mindset, what's causing stress for you, because reducing stress is going to be of paramount importance. There is so much information out there and specialists and doctors that themselves have MS that have created amazing nutrition protocols. Um, And movement, of course, is another really important um, pillar of health for um, a person on a journey and newly diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. So then you know you're covering Mm. all the bases, giving yourself the best environment to repair and that's what what you want to do on that journey. Yeah, great advice there. Fantastic advice, Amanda. I mean, even if you don't have MS, stress in your body. uh, We all absolutely, yeah, no matter what we're going through. Could be change, could be a divorce, could be grief from a death. These are all the different things mm. I also tell the clinic is it's the same if you want to perform at work, you're a CEO or, you know, you're a leader or you're overworked, you know, it's the same conversation, you know, mm. mind, body, food, connection, empower yourself, you know, with um, the right doctors that work with you, you know. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I know when I, when I know when I'm under stressed, or my body does not like me at all, and um, I may have overdone it of late. 
Just saying, just a bit. Uh, one can't do three states of Australia in two weeks. It was too much. And it's good when you can catch yourself and go, "Oh, look at me doing that." Okay, that's I'm doing it again. And the more you can return back to self and correct it, it's that's all part of the journey. And what stresses us out is not always what you think, and that's why doing some Eastern work on the brain and the subconscious can expose um, things that are um, stressing you out in your life structurally, biochemically, emotionally, and spiritually. So if you can master that, you are giving yourself the best environment to maximise repair in the mind and body. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Do you do online um, sessions or is it all face-to-face? No, no. Um, I do face-to-face in Melbourne, South Yarra, and also down at the Morning Peninsula in McRae, and Zoom sessions are absolutely available, both for kinesiology but also the speaking that I do as well. I had to totally transform and digitalise everything, as you probably would have as well, in COVID, um, and I worked with an amazing lady who helped me to, you know, I've got a double screen here and a professional camera, and sorry about the shadows, it's just this time of morning. The apartment opposite me is reflecting the sun and really I should have pulled down the blind to put the other light on. But, um, yeah, and it really, that opens up the market to interstate, international, but um, there is nothing like the one-on-ones. And now that I've moved down to the beach of the morning to Peninsula, I'm hosting retreats there for people that want to get away for the day or for a couple of days and for corporate retreats as well down in Red Hill in the beautiful, lush rainforest. Nice. I might have to um, come down one day. Not might, I will. (laughs) I will for sure. Spend a whole day just healing, manifesting. Yeah, it's just it's stunning. It's paradise. Yeah, it sounds amazing, Amanda. Amazing. Well, thank you so much today for um, coming on and and chatting about your chapter. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And remember, listeners, if you do want to pick up a copy of uh, Whispers of Resilience, our MS stories, you can do that through resiliencemindset.com.au or, as I said before, on all major book platforms, Amazon, Barnes & Noble and all the big ones out there. Um, Take the opportunity to have a listen to all the other authors' uh, podcasts or vlogcasts, depending if you're watching us or listening to us. Uh, There's some remarkable people out there. So until next time, you make sure that you stay healthy. Are you ready to be inspired? Get ready for the book that will touch your heart and ignite your spirit. Whispers of Resilience personal stories of living with MS is now available for purchase. Have you ever wanted to peek into the lives of individuals who have triumphed over adversity? Look no further. This highly anticipated anthology brings together a group of exceptionally talented authors, all living with multiple sclerosis, who share their personal journeys with unyielding honesty and vulnerability. At www.resiliencemindset.com.au, you can now secure your copy of this remarkable book that captures the essence of resilience, hope, and the power of the human spirit. Dive into the stories that will captivate your imagination and open your heart to the triumphs and challenges faced by these courageous individuals. With each turn of the page, 
you'll witness the unbreakable spirit of these authors, as they navigate the unpredictable terrain of Ms. Their words will inspire you, uplift you, and remind you of the incredible strength that lies within. Visit www.resiliencemindset.com.au now and embark on a transformative journey through the pages of Whispers of Resilience. Get your copy today.